0: Hello and welcome to episode eight of Empowered Podcast with Michael Abney and Marilyn. Yeah. I'm Michael.
1: I'm Marilyn. We're so glad to have you with us on this new subject that we're going to talk about today,
0: which is creating <laughs> um, your sacred, sacred space. space. So um, when we were talking um, about this. The series of episodes that we were doing, um, we talked about in our in a um, past episode about creating the morning practice and creating a yes. meditation space which kind of led into us looking at how we treat our whole space that we live in, whether that's an apartment or a house, how we have that set up. doesn't matter how much we have, how little we have. It's about how that we live and like the right. stuff in our space. And you said, Michael, yes, I know the perfect
1: person. I do. And she's with us today. Her name is Stephanie Kusmer. And her business is Earth Rhythms Healing. And today she's here to talk with us
2: about space. <laughs> Sacred space <laughs> and creating Thank you both.
0: That. Thank you for being here.
2: So first I wanted to explain Earth Rhythms Healing actually addresses the idea that we're all vibrating energy. So it encompasses both time and space. So the time it encompasses is through rhythm timing. I'm a drummer so I create time through rhythm. I've also have 20 plus years of experience doing residential interior design through Total Interior Designs which is my mother's company and uh, by going into people's homes and helping them create their homes I've created relationships with these people and gotten to know them as friends and also help them work with their space And help them make their spaces work for them. And so combining these two things allows for us to understand how important our spaces are to make sure that we are living in a space that takes care of us on all levels. The emotional level, the spiritual level, the physical level. And how we interact with our space is actually a reflection of ourselves.
1: Yes. Yes, that's what I believe to be true also. So tell us a little bit more of how you would help someone who said, I can't get a morning routine started because I can't find a space in my house that feels good. How would you start with them?
2: Well, first I would go on an initial consultation with them, and I would speak with them regarding what it is that their goals are. So they're going to have to form an intention or a goal. And um, uh, it's about going into the home and understanding what are the spaces used for. And if right now they're not used for anything or they want to be used for something different, then I can come in and I can help the person understand, well, if this space is not being used or it's not being used to the fullest, there's a lot of things you can do with this space to make it work for you better and your family, or yourself, you know, depending on who you live with. And so colors will affect you. Tone, the tone of the color, if it's bright, it's going to be energetic. If you want something meditative and relaxing, you're going to go with a lighter tone. And so uh, if you have a lot of clutter in your home, or maybe you're just a messy person, or maybe someone you live with is a messy person, you need to have an area in the home where you feel that you have... A relationship with a space where you can keep things where you want them to be so you know where they are and it's easy for you to go in there and be in a clear-minded space so some people tell me well you know I live with my husband and he's very messy <laughs> so I said well you need to find a space even if it's a half of a room that you feel that you can create the space that you need for what you need something healthy meditation playing music exercising there can be different places in your homes. We don't really have to live in the traditional ways that we used to. We don't have to have necessarily a giant dining room set in our dining room. We can create different spaces throughout our home. Now it's okay to do that.
1: Yes, it's about finding what works for you it really and is. making you feel better in it really your home is. space. It really
2: is. I wanted yes. to read this um, because I find it very profound. Uh, So I wanted to look up what the idea is, sacred space even is, okay? I wanted to say, well, let me think about this. What does that even mean? And so I looked up the word sacred, and I got highly valued and important, deserving, great respect. I thought that was really profound. Uh, The word sacred does uh, offer somebody to actually respect their space. Then I wanted to find, oh, and there's related words also, pure privileged, protected, secure, shielded, exempt, immune. Then the idea of space, an an extent or area available for you, excuse me, hold on a second. An extent or area available for or used uh, by some activity or thing, an area that is used or available for a specific purpose. So I put those two together And I said, Well, so sacred space is a highly valued and important area deserving great respect to be used or available for a specific purpose.
1: Perfect. I mean, that's exactly what we're looking for, right? Exactly. To feel good in our home and to be able to feel our best so that we can. Fully express
2: who we are in the world exactly and you know I do understand that we live with other people and so it's important to have at least one room or uh, somewhere that feels like it reflects you and really ideally every room would have something that reflects you in it so um, a special piece of pottery that maybe you made or something that invokes a feelings of goodwill So if you walk into one of your spaces and there's a lot of things in there that maybe you've taken on, somebody gave it to you, you don't really like it, or there's furniture blocking your way when you walk in, Um, maybe there's too many hard pieces, or just um, something doesn't feel right balanced-wise. And so you have to create or start to think about, well... I don't, I'm not attached to these items. And if I am attached to the items, why am I attached to the items? Because the items only represent a thought or a feeling. They don't necessarily represent the person that gave it to you, even though I know a lot of people have family heirlooms and things like that. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from somebody like, I took it, it was my grandma's. I can't get rid of it because it was my grandma's, but I don't like it.
1: Right, but there are family heirlooms that people do love.
2: Exactly. And then that's a different story. Exactly. So it's perfect because it's important to find things that make you feel inspired or that you love. And to be able to let go of the things that aren't doing that for you. Even if it means, because it doesn't mean you have to forget the person that gave it to you. It just means that you have to think about, well, how much space is this taking up in my space? And so it's it's a matter of, of really assessing that, and that's something I feel like I can really help people do. It is a little bit of a psychological uh, thing because you know I'm really working with people. I'm in their homes, and so yeah, All right. I'm
1: seeing the reflection in that into us as people because when you talked about keeping something out of Obligation instead of because you love it. It's the same thing with us Exactly, so with ideas right well to do things for people not out of obligation But do them out of love Mm -hmm. so have you seen a connection in how people, when they clear their space or get their space balanced in this way, how it helps them as a person?
2: Absolutely, that's a great point because a lot of times uh, people don't know where to start, number one. So that's something I can really help people with like help them make a plan. Even if I don't help them do all the work them, myself, you know, it's more of a this is where to start you know, in this room, in this room, what can you keep? What inspires you? What do you not want? Where is that going to go? And if it, if it is something that is going to be hard on you emotionally, how can you even deal with that? What is that going to do? Um, you have to really think about, okay, so I am, I am intentionally going to let this go knowing that, the piece itself does not represent my like attachment to the person right and that it, it's, it's I can let go of that and if it's somebody that that I loved and I want to remember yeah you can keep a small thing if it's like you know some people have these giant uh, pieces of furniture blocking their spaces because grandma gave it to them so uh, that's something that you know is is a lot of people don't even want to take on China anymore. You know, our parents have crystal and China and all kinds of furniture where we're living a lot smaller now. We don't need to live large anymore. We yes. have, I, so I did this myself. I literally sold everything I owned. And I think that that made me be um, even more qualified uh, to, to do something like this just because of the fact that I actually did it myself. So I can show people and tell people what it felt like for me. Yes. You know, I'm talking about encouraging (laughs) photographs and, and a lot of things. Now, one doesn't have to go that far, but it lightened my load. It lightened me. It actually did take me into a new phase of my reality because I got rid of all the things that reminded me of something that I was shifting out of.
1: Right. I get that, that it helped you clear For me, that was yourself. what I needed. Right. Exactly. That's what you needed. For someone right now who just is having a difficult time trying to clear out a closet, mm-hmm. so you don't have to clear out your whole house no. and get rid of everything. However, just know that by clearing out that closet can feel so freeing.
2: It really does because every time you look in your closet and you see all the stuff in your closet, it gives you an emotional uh, guilt. Like, oh God, I need to clean my closet. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, and so um, this is something that, you know, sometimes you don't even realize we're doing this, that we're even up. Understanding that like, oh, I, every time I look... That's why in feng shui they say, don't keep things that are broken. Make sure you fix them. Because every time you look at the piece that's broken, it makes you think, I need to get that fixed. So this is always... T- it's draining your energy by you looking at this and then it drains your energy because you feel like you need to be doing something that you're not doing.
1: Well, and part of that is about ref- how it reflects back at us. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So, so I find that um, different people... Some people feel good having a lot of things around them. There's a difference between having clutter and organizational things. Right. Things that are organized around you, things that make you feel good, you know. And sometimes people just cannot figure out, like, which pieces that is. So I definitely help people with that. There's a lot of consulting that goes on, and a lot of it has to do with getting to know the person just from talking to them on what they do. What And, and it is totally connected. On every level yeah you know so it is an empathetic it's a very empathetic talent to be able to go in and help someone say okay so we're starting with all these files you need to be able to purge a lot of these you don't need them anymore everything's online now if you need your bank statement You can go to your bank and log in, and your bank statements are there. You don't have to have 20 years of bank statements sitting in your file cabinet anymore. So there's a lot of people who are at that phase of maybe they're not so savvy on the computer, but I... Can help them understand. This is these are things that you can do. They're easy. It may seem complicated, but it's not. And you know, we can you know we can take some of this out, so it gives you space for other things.
1: Right. It, but it's also about trusting the new, trusting and the new, being able to change and move flow? into the new. Trusting yes. the new
2: is I. So when I cleared my stuff, that's exactly what happened. Is I had to trust the new. I was going off into some new adventure. Right. And so it, 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 whether you are, I mean, we all have to detach from the idea that it, it's just a constant, you know, groundhog day because every day is a different day and intention right. makes that change things. And, um,
1: and we want to be able to do that in other areas of our life, Exactly. into the new change that we know can help us to move forward and to feel more fulfilled in our life as compared to being stuck and exactly. that's really what your work
2: does yes exactly so whether you have a whole garage full of things that you know you need to get rid of because you put them all in a bag but you just can't let go because well maybe you need to sell them or maybe you're going to want to use them again yeah <laughs> I say well yes. if you haven't used it in a year <laughs> you know unless it is something that would just only be used once a year Yeah. then you know you have to assess well I do use this once a year, um, but there is a difference, and sometimes you have to literally go through the things and ask that question: Am I using this?
1: Yeah, you know. and I have found too that some people may be able to let go of a few things, and they're not. There's some things they're not ready to get rid of yet. Exactly. Set them aside, and then they can revisit it. Absolutely. At whatever pace they're ready to grow, but it's it's kind of about sticking to and feeling that growth. Yeah. And when they remember, oh, it felt so good when I moved that piece out, I felt better. Yes. So maybe I'll look at that again. Yes. But they kind of have to move a little bit at their own pace right. and and have
2: the aha within their own mind. So you kind uh, of will you know, take the first step of saying, Well, what are the things I absolutely know I don't need? And sometimes that's just taking garbage bags and throwing things away. Now, of course, when you have papers that have your information on it, you have to make sure you shred it. So, um, but there's all kinds of options for how to get something shred. You don't have to sit there in front of your shredder for 20 days shredding every piece of paper. So there's, there's a lot of different tricks of the trade to help somebody say, oh, I never thought of that. Um, uh, uh, That will help me so much. And so, there are a lot of resources out there, and um, just getting organized in the mind. Or sometimes you just need someone physically to help you. I mean, I carry boxes yes. for my clients. You know, I'll yeah. help them pack their, their boxes with their files, or I'll um, move the furniture with them. You know? Yes. <laughs> and well, and
1: I know when I needed to go clean out my parents' home after they both both crossed over, I needed someone there that I looked at items and go, I don't really want this, but it's been in our house all these years. And it was just nice to have someone to look at me and go, how do you really feel about it? This is not them. This is not them. I like what you're saying that's important to remember. Right. So it it sometimes does help to have someone with you as you go through these processes. But the idea is to find what works for you and how you want your space to feel exactly and um, having that extra person along would be to help you with it who has all the education that you have is huge
2: that's true yes I have a question so, yeah this is
0: so fascinating to so I'm, I'm almost listening to the podcast myself Yeah, so <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> but so we're talking about all the physical things mm-hmm. and this of course this is where you start because just FYI, in my in my daytime job, I, I do re- I sell real estate, mm. so I see the insides of homes and <laughs> in very intimate spaces, and some people are completely immaculate, mm. and some people walk in and it's it's at a hoarder level, yes. and it's that happens to be more than not, right? And um, it's overwhelming for the right. yes. well, Mm -hmm. And and what you're talking about just brought that all back up for me. Um, You know, when I'm on listing appointments and I see all of this this stuff, I'm like, we've got to address this stuff. But it's just curious because we were talking about the outside being the mirror of the inside. Inside. And and you do do this work. And two things I want to dive into is, you know, like how feng shui, how you bring that up to them, how you integrate that. And also, does dealing with the outside stuff do you start to see the changes within your clients for them on the inside absolutely
2: like, i mean that's they walk hand in hand the idea of yes. clearing you're clearing mentally you're clearing physically and you're clearing spiritually
0: because my point is like you wouldn't want to you know do your amazing job get this all set flowing working and then something didn't change from the inside right. of that person living mm-hmm, there and mm-hmm. then that repeats
2: well I mean you you know I'm sure that that can happen just like other you know people try to quit smoking sometimes they can't quit you know it's but it's about changing habits and about giving solutions to how to change habits and that's you know uh, something that's very big that people They really do need encouragement from someone else who has experience sometimes to help them with that. Like just the idea of there's a place for that and when you use it, then you put it back. You know, and helping them understand like how to even create that for themselves. Um, Or just how a room layout stops the, the key, the energy flow or not. Because if you have things that are blocking when you need to walk through the room, you hit your leg or it's always in the way and it's, it, it, it can get on you after a while. You're like, oh gosh, you know, every time I walk by this, I hit my leg, you know, so it's trying to tell you, well, maybe you need a different room layout. Um, I've helped people move out of their homes and merge like a Couples who are getting married, you know, they have both two residents, and we'll do room layouts, we'll take an inventory of the different things that they have, and where can they put those into their different spaces, and what they can get rid of, what do they have two of, what do they not need to bring with them, so that they can live together harmoniously and not feel like, Or say someone's moving into someone's house. And so there has to be a mental aspect of clearing the space so that the other person feel like they live there as well.
1: Right. That's a big one. And so the energy flowing, basically, for each person, for both people that live there. And then maybe they can notice how their own energy flows more easily, and their energies can work together Mm -hmm. when the energy in their space is flowing. Exactly.
2: And everybody needs to feel like they have a space where they are together. But then they also need some space where they're apart and that should feel like there is that for each person if we're talking about Mm -hmm. two people. As far as feng shui goes, um, I'm not a strict constructionist when it comes to feng shui because feng shui is an actual divination system based on vibration and how to set up a space. But I love the concepts of feng shui because one of them is have some flowing water, have some live plants, have nature in your home, you know, clear clutter, only have the things around you that you love. Um, Just, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to get rid of everything you need except for a table and a fountain. It just means that you have to feel that um, you can move through your space and look at each corner and feel that there's something that speaks to you there. Or wherever your eyes land, there it says something. It's meaningful. It's not just a, a stack full of papers that you, every time you look at it, think, oh, gosh, I need to get rid of that. Because that is draining. It is an it extremely is. draining thing. So, you know, we're, as we move into technology the things that we used to do to help each other aren't the same anymore. We have new things that we're moving into and we have new ways of looking at the world and we have to start supporting each other in this new way so that we can uh, move ourselves away from just this energy of consumption. So that means that if I can come in and help you do this and Marilyn can come in and help you do this or you you come and help someone else to do something, that those things should be valued over... Going to buy something.
1: Right, <laughs> right,
2: exactly. <laughs> Doesn't mean you shouldn't buy things you need, it just means that we're out of the idea that everything that we do needs to surround buying something, which is something we've been taught for our whole lives. So now we need to take the things that we have. We probably have more things than we need because we've been buying stuff for so long and figure out what are the things that I have now that I want around me and do I really need all these things I've been buying all these years that just because I was doing that for recreation and let me replace that with something healthy, something like meditation, something like starting an instrument, something like whatever it is. So
1: it's really all about connection. It's yes. about connecting to... Yourself. Yourself.
2: Your and each, each other. And each yes. other. Indeed. And also creating community through right. support. And, um, I mean, I lived on the Big Island. I've lived in Boulder. You know, I see what people are doing and how they're connecting. And it is different. You know, the Midwest is a little bit slower to do things. But yes. once the Midwest does change, then everything has shifted. So you know there's there's conscious people everywhere and we really when we're connecting consciously with our space
1: yeah it's
2: it's ex- it changes our brain literally
1: yes and it's a piece of what we're talking about is it living is. consciously being aware of how our space feels being aware of how our space allows us to connect with ourselves mm-hmm. and other people i like what Does you said about sense? how
2: our space feels yeah that's a really important thing because like we were saying you know each person interacts a little differently with their spaces and with their their realities in general and so when some people are talking about their space they say well how it looks and other people say well how it feels and you can feel paint color you can feel it it's not just something you look at so You are both looking and feeling. Right. And also something that a lot of people don't realize is what is humming in your home? Do you have things that are buzzing and humming around you that you don't notice but maybe is there? And maybe you do notice it but you ignore it. Those kinds of things are important to pay attention to because they do have an effect on you. So it's not even just what you see or feel. It's actually what you're even hearing. All of our senses. Exactly. All of our senses. Even smells.
0: I love yes. this. It's yes. T- I just keep having ideas. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, the, so if somebody's living by themselves, that's one thing, right? So they can create their own space, but sometimes they got a partner or a husband and a wife or family and kids. So it's a space that everybody's cohabitating. So when we're thinking about doing something like this to be effective for a family or a couple there has to be some sort of agreement, right, that this is, we're going to move in this direction and the negotiation of, okay, this is going to be my little space and this is your space. And a lot of people do that already with the, you know, the she sheds and the yes. man caves. So it's already kind of there. But I just, that when you, when you were talking, I, th- I could see choice. people sitting around going, okay, we're not going to live like this anymore. Right. And we could do this together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. steps and create that. So. Right.
2: And I'm like a facilitator of that. I totally
0: get it. I yeah. see you yeah, doing exactly. it. exactly.
2: It's, it. it's that. a facilitation. That's why I call myself a, vib- a vibrational wellness facilitator. Because I'm able to help facilitate the idea that, like, if you're ready, then we, you know, we can work through this.
0: You've provided incredible information today and, like, lots of thoughts. But I would really like to wrap up this today by, I'm going to walk you through a house And I want you to share with me, like go through the different rooms of people's houses and you share with us some pointers or some things that they could have in that space or how that space ultimately, because we intimately now know what's going on in people's houses and everybody knows when they look around. We all deal with it, but like I would love to have people walk away with like, okay, my living room, you open the front door, you walk into your living room, what should somebody have and what are some components that people have for creating sustainable healthy spaces and we'll start with the living room okay just some pointers that you can
2: well for one thing i think when you walk in whatever space you see first is going to be your first impression so whoever uh including yourself when you walk in you want it to be clutter free you want it to be comfortable especially if it's your living room um I think it's great to have mementos that make you feel good, but, you know, be careful not to overwhelm yourself with, like, too many family photos or or things like that. So there are certain things in public spaces that are different from your private spaces, and um, so that's something I've helped clients do, like move their family photo galleries to their hallway or something, you know, and then, so um, living room comfort, Invitability. Um, are we moving into the next room? Yeah,
0: what yeah. Would, the next room? Let's say the kitchen. Like okay. that's uh, you know that's where everybody gathers. Well, part of course, of the, home. the
2: kitchen. You know, the heart, the hearth. Um, again, I feel like it's important to create uh, a feeling of the space that you feel that you can work in, that you can move around in, and the people that use the space. Uh, that. The things that are in there actually are utilitarian, also can be decorative. So there are ways to, you know, not have too many things like, oh, I've got all the things I use, plus I've got all these decorative things, you know, they can be both. So, again, I'm going to say uh, less is more when it comes to that. Um,
0: I'm, almost, I'm almost hearing you yes. say, like, thought out. Absolutely. Like, you know that you...
2: We never do anything until we've thought about it, you know, we, till we intentionalize on what is it exactly we're trying to do. And <clears throat> that is always the case. Like
0: everything's got a home, right?
2: Everything has a home. I mean, I've done everything from just helping people just change the colors of their space that would be more energetic for them to really get and redo their whole entire kitchen. So, yes, it's going to be a home for everything you don't want your pans stacked up on your counter you know
0: right? <laughs> or you don't want to leave them in your oven <laughs> what about the um like the bedroom closet areas
2: Well, um, the bedroom closet is is a safe cocoon for you. It's where you go to sleep, the last thing you see before you go to bed, the first thing you see when you wake up. So it should bring serenity to you. You should feel good. It should be a sanctuary for you. It should, again, have organization. It doesn't mean that you know, there's never anything out of place. It just means that when you are done using something or if you're picking up the next morning when, after you tossed your clothes on the ground, you know, it's easy. You just throw them into the laundry. And, but you overall have a sense of serenity when you wake up. And that has to also do with the colors, you know, uh, how, how you sleep. Who you know? Who's in the room? Um, and I think bedrooms are great for meditation areas, corners. If you need yes. a corner, if you don't have an, another mm-hmm. space, depending on the size of your home, you know we don't need giant homes anymore. It doesn't mean that it isn't great if you have one, because I'm sure you can find different spaces. But if you need to condense spaces, you know everything is online now. We don't have to have big giant desks full of boxes full of. things you know that are making us feel heavy because there is like an actual heaviness that one feels when there's a lot of stuff around them and it can physically even show in your actual weight
0: yeah yeah and then last but not least a place that gets a lot of little a lot of little bottles and everything on it is the bathroom. You know, yeah. the bathroom. like all of the products the bathroom. Yeah. I find myself constantly You
2: have to make sure that you throw away the old bottles or recycle them. Yeah. And um, you know, it it sometimes it just takes that one time like let me just go through and get rid of the things that are not I'm not using anymore. Yeah. Consolidate what I need to consolidate and start fresh with a clean slate of organization this these shelves are good for this like let's put like things let's get little you know you might even have a container container in another room that you can put your things okay. in and just organize yourself so that whenever you get back into the space you know where everything is I I always recommend that you should be able to always put your hand on what you need in any moment and I can tell you that I do that myself okay. and I can help other people do that too
0: that's a perfect Yay, perfect, perfect. perfect way to I love cap that. that up I love it Marilyn, do you have any uh, last little thoughts for today?
1: Um, I just think it's huge how when we start working on our space and the things we own in our life, to take note of the reflection within us and how we feel as we let go or as we keep something, pay attention to how it can benefit us in our life. So that's the big piece that... I take away. Yeah. How about
0: you? I just have, I have <laughs> Oprah's voice in my head going, your house should rise up to meet you. Like she used to always yes. say that every <laughs> home segment that she did. And that's that's what I got from your conversation today yes. was mm-hmm. that your house, your home should rise up to meet you, to when, meet you, you. when you oh, get then. there. And that it's a practice. It is. It's a practice. And it you is. Get to, you know, in practice, you get to keep doing it. And to, to yes, that's you right. You're training right. your brain. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't
1: have to be perfect. It doesn't. We can keep working and keep looking at it and change it as we
0: change. Absolutely. I learned tons. I really appreciate you being here today, Stephanie, so much. much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you so much. And Stephanie, can you tell us how to find you? Uh, Yes. Well,
2: the website is earthrhythmswithanushealing.com and Earth Rhythms Healing is the umbrella of actually vibration, being a vibrational wellness facilitator that I am. I I will help you uh, because time and space are the same thing. It takes time to get somewhere and it takes space to get through time. So um, earthrhythmshealing.com. And um, if you go there, you should be able to find anything you need. I'm on Facebook as well.
1: Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Now everybody go clean up your room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.